Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight. I am your host, Kente, coming to you live, all the way live, from Los Angeles, California. This is episode number 273, and this is day four of The Spotlight Week. All week, we've been doing episodes uh, on our platform, Get Vocal, and uh, we are so blessed to have tonight uh, uh, this wonderful guest, award-winning actress, Katie Wallen. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I man, I am so happy to be doing this interview with you and I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you. Now, the bulk of our interview is going to be about uh, your new film which we've been talking about all week, uh Eternal Code. But before we get to that being that this is your first time on our program, let's talk mm-hmm. uh about you. So, uh, where are you from originally? I am originally from uh, the Metro Detroit area. Uh my family grew up in this area. Uh what's nice is like you know, we're talking to my grandpa and my dad were brought down to the city and they would do work on the skyscrapers, the old skyscrapers in Detroit. So, um, yeah, very much about like what's going on here and the atmosphere. It's a great environment. Very creative people here. It's great. You know, I had the pleasure of being in Detroit. I believe it was three years ago. And, you know, they say so much about Detroit. And it was so good to be there. And you see how wonderful the city is, especially, you know, I was downtown Detroit on the people Mm -hmm. mover, you know, going around. Of course, I went to Motown and uh, I didn't disrespect the the, uh, artists of the past by trying to sing there, even though they give you an opportunity to. Yeah. (laughs) I I just didn't feel right, you know, being that I'm not a a great singer, but uh, I love, I love my time being there. And, um, uh, a good friend of the family grew up in Detroit and it was so funny. So he's like giving a, he couldn't wait to finally get a chance to show us um, Detroit. Right. Yeah. Always talked about growing up there. Right. So he's like, and this is so funny about it. He goes, he goes right there. I got jumped right there. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, then we go to another place. Oh yeah. I got jumped by like three guys right there. <laughs> But I was like, wait a minute, where haven't you been jumped in this city? But he yeah. it, was, it was painful. He says it like, mm-hmm. you know, with a smile on his face, so, which is kind of funny, you know, you know, yeah. being a kid growing up, you know, back in the day. But I had a wonderful time there. So what was it like? And how do you think growing up in Detroit um, uh, has uh, benefited you as, as a creative person? Well, with that, what I have realized, because... Um, There's a lot of blue collar people here, but a lot of entrepreneurs that are creative, that are willing to take risks, um, small town businesses or, uh, you know, home businesses and stuff, moving down to downtown and having a nice, like, like with the restaurants and everything, these pop-up restaurants that are showing up, they're mostly people that are from around the area. It's not just these big chains. So you're getting all these different cultures too, because, you know, there's so many different types of people in Detroit, which is awesome. Um, So you have like Greek town. All right. If you haven't been there, you need to check it out. There's a lot of really good Greek food. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certain areas like Corktown is really nice. Um, I mean, it's what I like about with the creative part of it is the city has started embracing art more um, with like putting art on buildings and stuff. Um, they're really starting to like push people to go to those limits, giving them the opportunities for that, you know, making it easier for people to get access downtown because 
I don't know if you realized when you were here in Detroit that it's the you know car capital of the world. Mm-hmm. We don't have as great as public transportation as most cities do. So mm-hmm. most families have three, four cars even, right. which people are like, whoa, that's a lot. But it's like, yeah, you have a teenager in high school that needs a car to get where they have to go. You have mom and dad, they have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have like the greatest of systems for public transportation, but it is getting better. They are really working on it and they're making an effort and making it easier for, you know, the people that are from downtown to move or or that are from outside of downtown to come in downtown and really, you know, create down there. It's a lot of fun stuff going on. All right. So um, did you go to high school in uh, Detroit? No, I didn't. I, I grew up uh, the Metro Detroit, like I said. So I actually went, I graduated from Romeo High School. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know Romeo High School? Uh-huh. Oh, it's, a, it's I went to the same high school as Kid Rock. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I know. Right. We went to the, like, the same area. I lived in the same area that he grew up in. Oh, okay. So. All right. All right. So um, were you one of those people at a young age, you knew that you wanted to do something in the arts or did it come to you later? It came to me later, but it's funny because now going back, I think about it. I'm like, wow, now it all makes sense. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm really big on my emotions. So like when I'm sad, I'm, I'm really sad, you know, like I really have this, uh, this ability with my emotions to really feel what I'm feeling. And as an actress, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. hello, that's what you do, right. you know? Right, right. So it was like, all right, that's great. Uh, but no, I didn't really realize it until later on. And I mean, I'm so blessed that I did. So I'm still young, you know, mm-hmm. I, I still have a lot of time left to do this. So. That's right. That's for sure. Um, what was the first, what was the first moment when you realized like, okay, this is for me and, uh, this is what I want to pursue. Oh boy. Well, okay. So. I started off when I was around 12 or 13. My sister got me in and we, I dabbled in it a little bit. Um, I knew I really liked it, but I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know enough about it to even think about pursuing any of it. It wasn't until, um, so my husband and I, we started a, a business, you know, a film production company. And uh, we had already done like three shorts at this time and even two features in. Okay. I mean, I've already been doing the acting and all that, but I, I didn't really understand it. Like I, I mean, I had some levels where I'm like, oh, wow, this is an awakening moment. You know, it wasn't really until the third feature film that we made. Um, it was called, uh, it's a abstruse, mm-hmm. you know, abstruse. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the one that's coming out November 1st, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had this moment in the second one where I just kind of knew like there wasn't like I there was like a, a step that I need to make. I need to have a better understanding. And um, then, you know, the, the more, you know, the less you really know. Mm. So since then, it's been like, wow, this is this is it. Um, I really fell in love with the craft. Uh, I, I found myself having a therapy with acting so it's like all right i can't let this go this is this is it for me <laughs> oh wow that's wonderful um and you know so many people will live their whole lives and never really find out what they're what they were put here on the planet to do and it's a beautiful thing that you have um what are some of the things that you've done to nurture your craft of acting training getting the training you have to 
get the training. You need to find yourself a coach, find out what your weaknesses are, find out what your strengths are, work on what you need to work on, take the constructive criticism. It may suck to hear that you suck at doing certain things, but you need to get better at it. So you need to be able to identify what those things are and it will help you grow as an actor. Mm, that it's all about growth, right? It is. Yeah, Cause if you continue to do something and you don't get better at it, you should mm-hmm. really stop, <laughs> you know, you should really stop. So um, I'm just wondering though, how do you think you've evolved over the years at, in, as an actress? Uh, where do you think you've, gotten better at as far as the type of acting or just um, um just the way that you attack roles okay. That- okay great question all right so have you heard of betrayed yes mm-hmm. the film betrayed Did you, have you seen it no i haven't seen it okay so uh betrayed is about um human trafficking mm-hmm. uh harley wrote this story after hearing about the statistics in Michigan and and really we came to the realization that it's happening right here in our backyard so it inspired him to kind of feel a move towards writing something about this to inform people well this character that um he claims that I the best suited for is the one that I had felt my walls going up like as soon as I read the character I'm like nope I'm not doing that this is way out of my comfort zone no way he's like nope this is you so uh we actually had a few spats <laughs> i'm like honey no i can't do this like this is um this it was just really uncomfortable for me but it was uncomfortable for me because it was a level that i had never reached right okay uh i play a trafficked victim mm. And the story is based off of my character's story and her process through this system, okay? From the moment that she gets uh, captured to the moment that she, whatever at, at the end happens to her, I can't really give too much away. But you see this this cycle happen and you see her and how she goes through this. And it's um, it was an eye-opening experience for me that we're we're not you know mm. invincible <laughs> like, right, yeah. like the stuff it happens to anyone it can happen to anybody you know so it was just interesting to see um like myself going through that because you you do have to put yourself there mm-hmm. and to put yourself there you need the training right, right yeah. um but also uh i became more like like I had hit the level to where I was really able to put myself in my character's shoes mm-hmm. and to really feel what they're feeling in those moments. And even like just the, the listening to the other side, right? The peaks and the valleys that you go, or these, you know, highs and lows that you go through as the character and like processing it as that person, because you aren't you anymore. You're the character. Right. Stepping side of that was very hard too so how do you how does that person come home from you from the set or do you or do you leave it on the set uh for me it depends on who it is um if it's like marie that's her name and betrayed i play marie um it was a lot harder for me to leave her there because of how much it impacted me at home Mm. um there were nights that I 
oh gosh, this is this is crazy. So we had a couple of um, actors coming in from LA and the scenes that I had with these people, I was inside of a dog cage. Mm. So I was in a dog cage for two, three days in a row. Mm. Okay. And the, the mental processing and I mean, stepping out of that and then going home and putting your kids to bed, it was different, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But it made me appreciate things more. So, I mean, it was at least for a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't something to worry about, but it did take me a few months to really let that character go. And some people I can just, I mean, you can can just walk in on set and you're there. They're just there just picked them up. And then as soon as you get off the set, it's done. Right. 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 Um, and I may never, I'm not going to see that person again after I've stepped off the last time. Right. Mm-hmm. Where with her, it wasn't quite the same. So it really does depend on the depth, the depths that you go through as a person and who you are and who they are. I think, I mean, for me, <laughs> no, I, no, I understand. I can only imagine that um you know inhabiting these characters and you want to do right by the character right yes so and and i think to live in that skin it it has to be sometimes a traumatic experience as well um do you feel like every role you take do you take a little bit of piece of um the characters with you going forward uh i only the good stuff Mm -hmm. I really try, I actually, because that that's actually where I am working right now with my acting is um, being able to step away from the bad habits or, you know, whatever these pieces of this character are that you really don't want to have as you, in you, right? Because some of these things, I mean, they are hard to let go, mm-hmm. um, but I have... Um, like I do a lot of like meditation. I think meditation helps a lot and really a, more about reminding myself of who I really am and that this is not me. Mm-hmm. This is the character. And I can't judge my character off of what I would, you know, um, as if it was a regular person, right? right? So I have to like let all that go before I am like pushed into being that person. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's different. How much does it help to have a partner, your husband, who is not only a director, a producer, but also an actor as well? Do you guys lean on each other? Yes, we do. No, that's got to be awesome. We do. We help each other out in any way that we can. Um, it's it's kind of funny that you say that because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, like, you know, yeah, he's a director and an actor, but and you're an actor. But do you guys really do a lot of work together? That's what we do every day we're doing it every day we're helping each other we're you know pursuing each other to be better people if i have a question or if i have a doubt i can lean on him and same same goes for him so Mm. it's nice that's really cool um when you do something that is dark such as betrayed um Mm -hmm. do you try to follow it up with something lighter or does it is just the role is the role like do you try to do something like that Uh, You know, it's interesting you say that because, yes, um, what I do now, I was lucky after Betrayed, the character that I played was strong. Mm. So I had to I had to pull myself out of being vulnerable and being weak to being strong. Um, What I do is depending on what the character is, I give myself a few words to 
kind of remember and to, you know, when I'm on set, like these words are the words that help me catch on to who this character is as, you know, as me. So uh, Cassidy Stan is who I played after I played Marie. He is a very sarcastic, she has a sense of, she's very sarcastic. She has a sense of humor and she is strong. Um, and she, she's there to try to solve the problem. So I'm going from being a completely vulnerable person who's a victim to this. Uh, the process, I'm so grateful that I had that character after because, I mean, you can see some actors having like a downward spiral, right? right. After they play an emotionally impactful character that can really take them to a dark place and then not being able to, you know, grab a hold of the reality that this isn't, this isn't real, you know? Um, I mean, there's so many amazing actors that have lost their lives because of losing that. And it's, I mean, you have to have a, a strong, you have to have a strong emotional balance with you, right? Right. And take them out of it. You, the, the character is not a part of that. Right. You know? It's like I said, it's like a therapy. You have to like pull these pieces of that character off of you and put yourself back on. Right, right. So um, now um, you've, you're, you have been acting for how long now? Well, I started about 13 years ago. Uh, I dabbled in it. Then I went into modeling and then I went back into acting full swing five years ago mm-hmm. technically it's five years but i have i have a few things from the past that i've definitely learned grown from <laughs> <laughs> uh talk about um how working as a model has uh helped mm-hmm. you as far as acting is there anything you can draw from from that into acting no um <laughs> it's funny because I actually think it's not good because when you're a model, you have to really think about what, what angles work for you. Like, all right, this is a great angle, you know, make sure you do this with, with your face or your lips or whatever in acting. It's more of an internal thing. If you sit there and try to make these expressions, you're going to look crazy. (laughs) Okay. Um, You should just go through it. Uh, You should not look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is what I look like when I'm happy. (laughs) This is what I look at like when I'm sad, right? You need to just feel, feel it and just go with it. Okay. I don't think modeling helped me at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's interesting. Um, So uh, moving forward with, um, with your career, do you have any bucket list type parts that you want to do like uh or are you just gonna just take it as it comes Uh, the ideal role for me is angelina jolie in salt okay all right i get it yeah i can see i i I like that stuff i think the badass chick you know the kill bill not necessarily quite gory but Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm all about that kind of stuff (laughs) I, I hey I'm all with that so uh and I can see you totally kicking some butt so yeah we we, uh, we gotta get they gotta get on that get you that part yeah <laughs> anybody listening out there <laughs> <laughs> no nah, that's cool um so uh as we we uh get to uh while we're here eternal code 
Um, have you ever thought about doing anything um, outside of the acting part of the business, like possibly um, writing or directing in the future? Yeah, speaking of that. So through these these films that we've made, I have been a, a part on the on the back. Um, my husband and I, when from the backside, we when we first started this, um, I actually was one of the ones of three people that helped with the producing of the film. So like everything behind the camera, right? Um, casting is actually where I have found myself leaning towards uh, only because as an actor, you, you like seeing what they do on the other side of the casting couch changes your whole perspective on everything involving casting, yeah. okay? Um, the best character or the best actor could that fits the role may not even really get the role just because of what domino effect happens if that was going to be the person to get the role. Right. So I, there's a lot of things, you know. Um, it's really taught me, casting has really taught me about the truth of acting. Mm what looks real and what doesn't um it's just balance it, like it works with each other you know what i mean um so casting has been my my soft spot here lately i've really been excited about you know what we have coming forward just because being able to be a part of that process it's fun all right and i see my co-host is here uh go ahead and hop in jen hey hey jen I am so sorry that I am late. That was sort of unexpected. So my apologies. Well, you know, she's a mom, so she had to take care of some extra special mom duties. It's a thing. It's a thing. So uh, we've been talking. What did I miss? We've been talking with Katie about her career, and we are you are just at the right spot because we're about to talk uh, Eternal Code. Nice. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna call this uh, Eternal Code Week because uh, we've definitely been uh, talking about it quite a bit. Um, so let's start off here. When your husband, um, Harley, first told you about wanting to do this, what was your response? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So while our circumstances at the time were very different, um, we were at a place where he kind of already knew that what he was doing wasn't like it wasn't fulfilling anything for him anymore. Mm -hmm. And he felt a calling towards filmmaking, but at the time we were just doing the acting. Right. So he came home one day and this is like within a couple of months of him actually losing his job. Mm -hmm. And we were on, uh, we were like, he was in between jobs. I was working more and um, we, we really didn't really know what, what was going to happen. You know, we were kind of just living month to month to just see like, all right, what's this next opportunity that's going to come in your life. So he comes home from a set one day and he just says, Hey, what are your thoughts about me making movies? <sighs> I was like, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at this now. Um, you know, it's, it, I was always told that if you find something that you are passionate about, go for it. And uh, like going for your dreams, right? Well, 
<laughs> we're at this place where we have no idea what's going to happen with us. How about we just do it and see what happens. And, you know, in the meantime, we'll have, you know, a, a backup plan to just kind of be there in case. Right. Right. Well, this, the backup plans were falling short. I mean, it, they weren't even working, it, but this is working. So maybe we don't need these backup plans. Right. Um, and then this has just been, all right, well, let's do the next thing. All right. We have the opportunity. Let's do the next thing. Okay. And here we are <laughs> five years later. Wow. Uh, like, okay. <laughs> wow. If you don't know if what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing, then check it. All <laughs> right. Right. That's, that's for sure. For certain. Yeah. Check it at the door. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so, uh, eternal code, when he, when he, um, told you that he wanted to do this particular film, uh, what did you think? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wacky plot. <laughs> I love it. Actually. Mm -hmm. I was at the time I was so curious cause I love, I mean, it's a bit of sci-fi mixed in reality. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff because it really like, we're not that far away from this. Right. The reality is that this is, something that could be happening in 10, 15 years. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Technology has advanced so much. And um, just the, you know, with the moral dilemmas that he brings in and the, that science, that sci-fi stuff that's going on, it's, it just makes you think outside the box. And I thought the story was a lot of fun. I thought it was exciting. Mm -hmm. And for those who may not know, just give a little brief synopsis of the film. Okay. So you have, um, a CEO of one business that is, um, she's has a moral compass. Her father started up this business and, uh, she takes pride in what he built and wants to live by what, what he brought this company on. And there's about to be a merge between her business, this business, and another one that is developing a technology to be able to, uh, take your conscience on this downloadable chip and put it into um, another body and your conscience and you become one in this body. Um, so it's uh, one of those things where it's like the um, fountain of youth, right? right. Is that what they call it uh, where there's this dark side to this where people who have a ton of money can just order these bodies and just live forever and you know this this other side that well what about people who have cancer what about these people who you know they can't um like they just came back from the war and they lost a limb or something you know what about them because they could really use this uh it's there's a lot of conflict in it and it's it's kind of cool because you get to see both sides and uh, and how people make their decisions in in the situation in these circumstances and um i don't know it's it's a really exciting story wow and let's talk about your character in it mm. <laughs> i am a streetwalker oh wow wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i'm a i am a, a flawed human being uh -huh. that has you know dealt with problems and kind of have looked I look at life with hope, but um, you can see that life has taken its toll on me. Uh, I try to see the good in people. I try to believe that there is good left in the world, um, which I love that because uh, most people, when they think of, you know, the dirt and scum 
of our world. They think that these people make bad choices all the time and that they don't care and that they, you know, they don't have any moral compass and, you know, that, that the choices, they judge it based off of their own circumstances rather than putting themselves in that person's shoes and thinking, hey, would I do that in those circumstances? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, all right. So did you have to do, uh, how'd you do research for the role? How do I do my research? Yeah. Depending on the character. <laughs> well, I mean, for this particular character. Um, this particular character. Well, this particular character, I didn't, I didn't do as much with like hands-on as I like to, mm -hmm. um, considering what this character is and what she does. Mm -hmm. But uh, for her, it was the bullet points. I went through and I figured out like, all right, well, in this situation, she's acting more like this why is she acting this way? So I just kind of like develop a story behind the character um, and bring it in with me. And I go through each scene, break it down. How do I feel about the person that I'm talking to in the scene? Um, kind of get a feel for what's the end result, right? Rather than getting so stuck on what, however you are supposed to say it, how am I meant to say it? Right. And I just I, I kind of just think about it and like process it in my head and I I try to feel it and see what works. And um, a lot of it, though, is uh, as far as like bringing something on into the character is I look at the people around me. I people watch all the time. Um, mm, me too. Yeah. yeah, it's and I think most most actors probably do it because it's one of those things that like, oh, yeah, the person's slouching their, or slouching their shoulders. I wonder if, you know, what they're carrying on them. Right. Um, just little things like that. So, like, I, I really try to, like, focus on just those little points. And um, for this one, considering that she's a, a street girl. I watched some documentaries on uh, street girls and, and what they do and how they're caught up in what they're doing to kind of give me a little bit more of a idea of how to approach the decisions she's made. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's good. That's interesting. Um, what was it like? Uh, just uh, I, I've heard from Vita as well as Harley um, about what it was like on the set. But from your perspective, how did you like shooting this film? Uh, this one, it was interesting because uh, we had a different uh, camera operator. Our DP is more likes to get in in your face and does he, like he's more, he uses uh, gadgets that where he's able to like walk with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Where before it was more like tripod stuff. So he's like all up in your grill and it's like personal space. Okay. So like when you got in these moments, you're like, all right, I got to make sure that I put it all in there. So um, mm -hmm. I really try to get a feel for my environment and how this is with, with it. And the set, what I love about our sets is that we keep it very professional, but we are laid back with the sense of it's okay to, you know, relax your like relax and have some fun. But remember, this is work and we're all here to work and you just respect each other, respect our time. Um, so it's like, it's, it's a very freeing environment too. We try to keep the creative, the creativity around, you know, so like people don't feel so like stuck and, you know, it, I mean, 
the creative juices are flowing for everyone. And it's nice to be able to have that space. And we try to provide that space. You know, I need, I need to, uh, I need to be a fly on the wall on your next uh, production uh, to check out. Cause I, I hear such great things about how, you know, what the vibe is like on the set. It'd be cool to kick back and just see you guys at work doing your thing. So that's pretty dope. I, I remember Harley saying in, in the in, in just the, the episode earlier uh, earlier this week that the new uh, the new camera stuff really changed a lot of uh, of basically what he was doing, which is really interesting oh, yeah. because you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't normally equate that, right? I mean, and I'm not saying people who are in the know don't know, but people who aren't might not even think about having a different camera person and that that might change the whole narrative. It might change oh, the whole yes. way it's told altogether. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's 100%, yeah. I, I have to say, I feel like you are married to one of the most interesting people around. He is so amazing. I'm so inspired every time we have a conversation. And so I am sitting here in absolute jealousy right now. <laughs> really awesome i really 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 like him a lot yeah yeah he no he he seems like a really just a nice fun loving guy and uh n now i can see why he has such a lovely wife uh so you guys are um, seem like a really cool couple and and like i said i can't wait to meet you guys next week um mm -hmm. so uh moving forward um what should we be on the lookout for as far as uh, uh other projects that you're going to be involved in well, as far as what's what we're looking to do mm -hmm. in the fall, we have um, a couple of different options. Really, a lot of it depends on what we feel might be right in that with what we have with our um, with our group and our network and what we're what we're capable of bringing to the table. Um, because every production is different, you can have somebody involved with one that isn't involved with another that's able to bring something to the table and it just works better for whatever the next production is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next project, uh, there's two, we have two things that we're considering. Mm -hmm. One is called the peculiar mind of Peter Strauss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, which I don't know if he told you about that. He probably did because we've been talking about this one for a long time. Yeah. This is the one that he really, he really wants to do this one. Right. And I think it's great. Um, it's more, it's one of those ones where you have to think outside the box, right? Right. Um, but this project is uh, based on some, like somebody inside their mind. It's It kind of has a little bit of that um, deception feel mm -hmm. where you're like stepping in different phases of this person's mind. Um, and the whole idea is this guy is going after something to try to clear his mind. Um, what happens? Well, we'll see. Right. Can't wait. Uh, Can't, the, wait. Hmm? Can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's a twist and turn kind of story. It's kind of nice too, because there's some moments in it, in the story where you feel like it could be going one way and then it's, you're, you're way off. <laughs> <laughs> um that's good and then the second one that we're considering is actually a vampire horror film oh okay doesn't have a name yet so we're still talking about that one so it really all depends on where we're at and 
you know, what our situation calls for. So, so will you be doing the biting or getting bit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When the story's finished, um, no, what we do, what's really cool, and this is because we have a way of doing things that I'm so, I'm so proud of the way that we do things because most filmmakers, especially independent filmmakers, try to give themselves the best opportunity when maybe that opportunity isn't the best for them. Right. Okay. What? some indie filmmakers give themselves the lead role and they're probably not capable of holding a lead role. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but we, we do our best at making sure that who, whatever role that it is that you have, you fit the role and you bring your 120% work into this role. Um, and it has to be one that fits you. Right. right. Uh, I can't play detective. Don't know why. I guess I look too young to play a detective. He won't let me play a detective. I'm like, come on, that'd be cool. Um, you can play a detective. What? They look old. Yeah, you can be a you can model detective. Yeah, you can play. Young detective, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a young cop. I could get the young cop, but um, no. It really all does depend on you know your fit, your truth, and your screen presence. And you know if it if it actually is the role that you. I mean, that you can play. I mean, there's some people that think, oh, yeah, I'm really good at drama. It's like, no, you're not. You're good at comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. know? But, right. I'm good at drama, uh, creating drama. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, acting in this drama, I would. I don't know if I'd be the best. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, once again, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on the program. I'm looking forward to checking out this film next week. And uh, um, how can we get you on social media? And do you have a website or anything? Yeah. So uh, as far as my social media goes, I have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Facebook is Katie Wallen, K-A-I-T-I Wallen, W-A-L-L-E-N. Um, as for Instagram, it's Katie Wallen official. Um reason for that there are some people that try to make fake accounts out there oh, wow. <laughs> um i'm so sorry about that <laughs> well it's it's interesting because i've had it happen on facebook and i have friends like hey that's your picture and that's not you like the i the info in there is not you i'm like no it's not <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go report that guy <laughs> um yeah so instagram and facebook is my is my go-to. I have a LinkedIn too as well. I, I'm on there as well. Katie Wallen, K-A-I-T-I. All right. And uh, Jen, how can we get you social media and all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me on social media at following bliss one on Twitter. And if you want to check out my websites, I have moviesmakethemeal.com and criticallaughs.com. All right. And you can get me at Kente F on Twitter Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. We'll be back tomorrow night with the uh, day five, the last day of Spotlight Week. We will be talking about the 2019 fall TV lineup. Uh, Cher Davis will be joining us. And yeah. that will be a lot of fun. And in just about 20 minutes, we'll be here on Get Vocal uh, doing uh, Cinema de Fromage, our last film of the year. Uh, which is Plan 9 from Outer Space. So we're going to be reviewing that. So you guys stay tuned for that. So with all that said, you guys have a great rest of your week and enjoy your weekend and God bless. <laughs>